Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. Proverbs chapter uh, 25 today. Uh, In our time in the Word, I just want to cover three questions. And I want to cover three questions that we all could be and should be asking to some um, declaration. And uh, I want to talk about that today. Uh, how many's got questions? This is our 200 and what, 43rd year of independence, 1776, so somewhere in there. And uh, how many still got some questions about where our country's headed, what we need to do, so forth and so on? How many has some personal questions today about life and about things going on with you and your, your spouse, uh, your children? Um, maybe you've come out of a broken relationship, maybe you've lost a loved one. Um, Just three things I just wanted to cover quickly this morning in our time in the Word and to make some declarations to answer some questions. So I just titled this, You Asked for This. And number one, I'm just preaching to myself today and we can all be a part, so I think it'll apply to you. I'm going to make a declaration. My first declaration is this, number one, God give me self-control. How many here has trouble self-control sometimes? God give me self-control. Look at Proverbs 25 28 Proverbs 25 28 it says whosoever has has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls whoever has no rule over his own life or his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls every time we say yes to something we're saying no to something else they say that again every time we say yes to something we're saying no to something else else our decision making factor should always go back to the word versus how the world does it we can answer things well this is what the world would say this is what the world would do but I'm going to go back to what the word says when we get stressful we need God's peace I mean those God's peace passes all understanding so we have the peace of God available on the inside of us and we have the power of God's grace and wisdom Let me ask you this question. If God gave you or me a great financial miracle, how long would it take us to get back to where we are before the miracle? You know, they say somewhere between 70 and 80% of all people win the lotto or broke or dead within five years. And that just shows, first of all, um, quickly gotten gain. The Bible teaches about that. Not going to work out too good. But that just tells me that they wasn't prepared to handle an overflow of that type of blessing. Second Peter says this, I'm not going to quote the whole scripture, but basically it says in, in chapter 1 that temperance or self-control makes a reason and makes room for wisdom in, in the room. In other words, when we have self-control, we're allowing God to move in our life. It makes a, a visitation and it makes decisions before we get into the room. We need to make decisions in life before we get into situations. We need to make decisions. How many ever had your mom tell you, if you hang around the wrong people, you'll get in trouble? How many ever had that? 
How many's ever been with the wrong people and you actually wasn't doing anything wrong except you were there? How many got in trouble? So the wisdom of God will make a decision for you and me according to the word before we ever get into that place or that room. And it makes a provision of grace on our life. So number one, God give me self-control. Let's just thank God for that today. Father, we thank you for self-control of the spirit of God on the inside of us, for the wisdom of the word on the inside of us, for making the right decisions at the right time. So Father, we thank you for giving us self-control. Number two, God give me wisdom. How many's got a situation right now you need wisdom in? You need understanding in. And, and the Bible will teach us that God's wisdom is a currency. It's how we buy and sell. It's how we move about in this life. Understanding the power of his wisdom. Turn back to Proverbs chapter 8 with me this morning. Proverbs chapter 8, if you don't mind. We appreciate you being here on a, um, you know, we had rain and rain and rain. Now we have heat and heat and heat. How many say amen? And uh, let me just encourage you, don't get too hot if you're outside. How many used to being outside a lot? Raise your hand. You, you, it doesn't bother you. How many here, when you get out there, you sweat pretty quick? So let's watch yourself. Don't get too hot. Drink plenty of fluids. Amen. So the first declaration was, God, give me self-control in my life. Give me understanding in all of what I'm doing. And the second one is, God, give me wisdom. Again, God's currency, which includes faith, also includes wisdom. And Proverbs chapter 8 just talks about how wisdom will speak. The truth is, the world's either speaking into our life and guiding us, or God's wisdom is. It can't be both. So I'm encouraging you and me to continually spend time in the Word of God, change the way we think, change the way we speak, and change the way we move forward in our life. Chapter 8 of Proverbs, verse 1. Does not wisdom cry out? Wisdom has a voice. God's wisdom, His Word has a voice. Does, does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. You know, we need wisdoms when we come to the fork in the road. How many ever came into the fork, fork in the road and you needed God's wisdom? You needed it. You need a fork in the road. What am I, what's the next step look like? Where do I go from here? How do I move from where I've been, God? I need to make a decision at this fork in the road, and I don't want the world's wisdom, which is faddish and passes away and changes constantly, I want your wisdom. Verse 4, to you, O men, I call out wisdom, and my voice is to the sons and daughters of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Wisdom is telling us we don't have to remain foolish, and we don't have to be misunderstood in our heart. Listen, verse 6, for I will speak of excellent things. The wisdom of God is going to take you to an excellent place. An excellent place. I heard a coach, I, read, I didn't hear him, but a quote of Coach Vince Lombardi years and years ago. He said, we're chasing perfection, men. Along the way, we'll find, we'll find excellence. How many knows we can't be perfect? But how many knows God has an excellent plan for our life? And Jesus said, I've come and you might have what? Have life and have it more abundantly. But the thief comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. The devil's wisdom is deceptive, it's confusing, and it has no good in the end. And you know the devil, how many knows the devil's a liar? 
So, you know, he needs to, the devil needs to, we need to remind him that depression belongs to you, not me. That sickness belongs to you, not me. That poverty belongs to you, not me. We need to remind him what belongs in his corner. I'm a son of the Most High. I'm a daughter of the Most High. I, I'm supposed to be above and not beneath. I, I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed in the country and blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the store and blessed in the field. We need to remind the devil what belongs to him and, and declare what God says belongs to us. That's wisdom. Instead of saying, well, everybody in my family gets sick about this time in their life or none of us ever get ahead. Or, that's not wisdom. That's not wisdom because the tongue, the pen of our life is our tongue. And we're going to be writing out with our tongue where we're headed. So I, I know you know that, but we're going to be encouraged and all that. Look what it says in verse 6. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Speaking of wisdom, speaking of God's word. Verse 7, for my mouth will speak the truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Verse 8. All the words of my mouth are filled with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. How many knows the devil wants us to curse our own lives? He wants us to curse other people's lives. He wants us to always look at the negative. Thank God we don't have to look at the negative. How many say amen? Listen, if we get caught up in more of what the world's news is instead of the good news is, it's going to bring us much confusion. I'm not saying we shouldn't know where we're at in the world. Absolutely. But praise God, some of the stuff is just not right. And then verse 12 says this, or verse 11. It says, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. So we're talking about God giving me wisdom. You know, the book of Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. And all the chapters in the front end of Job talk about Job lost his family, he, he lost his fortune. He lost everything he had. His wife even told him one day, said, why don't you curse God and die? How many knows that's not wisdom, amen? How many knows you don't need a, a mate doing those kind of things? And then he had three friends that came and talked to him forever and basically tried to say what you did wrong is what you're getting right now. Well, the truth is he didn't do anything wrong. The devil said there's somebody out there doing a great thing. I mean, and he told God, said, You've got him doing some good things, but if I put the pressure on him, he'll turn on you. Let me tell you something about the pressure in this life. It's only going to make us stronger if we allow God's wisdom to walk us through it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of how many? All of them. And the truth is, before we have a great testimony, we've went through a great test. And we passed that test, being faithful to God and, and, and just honing in on God's grace and promises. And, and finally... At the end, you know, God spoke to Job, and he, he basically told Job, he said, uh, let me talk just for a second here. And where were you when I put the earth into motion? Where were you when I hung the stars? I got this, Job. Hang with me. And here's the result. Job believed in God, and he repented of thinking evil of God, and God rewarded him with twofold of everything he had, twice. Twice the fortune, twice the number of children, he got, a, you know, he got everything given back to him in twofold. I want to encourage you today that God will use his wisdom to turn your situation around, and I just want to encourage you to hang on and believe in God. In James chapter 1, the Bible says, if we need wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to us liberally. Let's stop right there right now. All of us need God in a way today. 
All of us need God in a place today to give us wisdom. Now sometimes it appears, let me just, let me just throw this out there for us this morning, sometimes it appears that in moving forward with God, we're going backwards. Sometimes it's not a straight line to where we're going, but we kind of backtrack. And sometimes it appears to others we're worse off than we were. But when God is in charge, you're moving forward, and he's taking you forward even when it appears like we're losing ground. How many's ever felt like one step forward, three steps back? I made a little gain here. I made a little frontage in, in taking the line, and the next thing you know, things come against you, and things happen. But if we hold fast to God, he'll never leave us or forsake us. If we hold fast to God, he's going to be doing things behind the, behind the curtain. He's going to be doing things in places nobody knows he's working. And he's moving you and me forward all the time. Let's go to Proverbs 8 again. And I want to look at this scripture, uh, verse 18. We're talking about God's wisdom. We're talking about declaring what God says over us. Verse uh, 18 through 21, chapter 8 of Proverbs. Riches and honor are with me. Who's talking here? Wisdom. Riches and honor. How many knows the whole world's after that? Riches and honor. Most people are after stuff. The rest of the people are after fame. They want to be honored. They want to be esteemed. They want to have their 15 minutes in, in the limelight. Look what it says. Riches and honor are with me, wisdom speaking, enduring riches and righteousness. In other words, it's not going to run away. Verse 19, my fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, the fruit of wisdom, God's word. And my revenue is better than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. In other words, God's going to straighten out your path. You hang with God. You declare what God says. You stay in the word and declare what God says. He's going to straighten out your crooked path. That I may love those who love to inherit wealth. That I may fill their treasuries. In other words, God's wisdom will fill the treasuries of our life. Treasuries of grace, treasuries of mercy, treasuries of wisdom and understanding. God says his word, his wisdom are going to fill our treasuries. And I'm excited about that. Proverbs also says in, uh, um, in another place that he'll give us witty inventions and ideas. Witty inventions and ideas. How many's ever used a potato chip clip to close up your bag and to make sure your chips stay fresh? That was invented by a guy in a church in Tulsa who one day was just, just daydreaming during the message. That, that happens, right, you people sometimes? Amen. Sleep, daydream, go on trips, you know. We've been to Niagara Falls right from here, amen. We've been to Hawaii. We've been to Destin. We've been to the Smokies. He was just daydreaming one day and listening to the Word, and, so, and he just he had a hankering for some chips, but his chips at home were stale, and he just said, God, I, somebody ought to invent something to keep the chips from going stale. And God showed him a potato chip clip, how to make it. He has a patent on all potato chip clips. You're sitting there looking at me like, what's that got to do with anything? I tell you what, I guarantee you he's not eating at Waffle House this morning unless he wants to. Witty idea, how many say amen? I'll give you another one. For you young people, you don't know what I'm talking about, but us old people, once upon a time, you had to get on your knees and sucker tobacco. That's, that's a close place to hell's on your knees suckering tobacco when it's 95 degrees. Because you can't breathe. You're scared snakes are going to come across. And there's worms down there big as broom handles. How many say amen? 
Thank God somebody come up with that thing called MH30 that killed the sucker. I just want to kiss that fellow invented that. How many say amen? Same thing with the round baler. Oh, God bless the Vermeer family in Iowa who came up with the round baler. But actually, the Alice Chalmers Corporation had some insight on that before. But I'm telling you, there's witty inventions and ideas on the inside of us if we will follow wisdom, God's wisdom, his pathway. Our kids don't have to wait till they grow up to, do, to amount to anything. There's wisdom and grace on the inside of them right now. Kids, you guys got stuff on the inside of you. Honor God. Honor your elders, your parents. Get into God's word. Find your place and position in there and let wisdom come out of you. The Bible says in the last days there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. How many believes we're in that? And the Bible says old men and women will dream. Dream, dream. And the young people are going to prophesy and carry out the dream. That's why we need each other. I'm telling you, I get excited when I talk about wisdom. And number three, my last proclamation for us today. God, give me hunger for you and your word. Jesus said this, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness in me shall be filled. Those who hunger, stir up hunger and, and after me, after my righteousness, after my word shall be filled. And I'm telling you, when you're filled with the Lord, no weapon formed against you will prosper and you will overcome. Seeking the king opens you up to the treasures of the king. Let's say it again. Seeking the king opens us up to treasures. But too many times we seek the treasures and not the king. How many knows what I'm talking about? But if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and the king, King Jesus, and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. And that includes an opportunity to grow in wisdom. God, give me the hunger for you and your word. Seeking you with a hungry heart for all that you are and all the wisdom that you have. John the Baptist said this, I must decrease so he can increase. I got some areas in my life I haven't decreased. And Jesus has not increased. And Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to overtake me and knock me out of the way. I got a couple areas I'm working on that I must decrease so the king can take his place. There's only enough room for one person on the throne of your heart. And we can't share it with Jesus. He's not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. You know, most of the time we do a 911 Jesus. I'll fly this thing till I get in trouble. Then, hey, you take the stick. But I'm telling you, he wants to be our complete pilot. And John again said it very well. I must decrease that he may increase. Wisdom on what to let go. How many seen that commercial on let go? They let, let go of sewing machines and parachuting. They let go of things. There's wisdom on what to let go, what to let loose of, and what to let increase in our life. And this morning, as, um, as we just thank God for all of his grace in our life, I just want, I want you to pray with me if you bow your head, and I want you to say these quotes with me and pursue God this week in these arenas. So I want you to say with me, when I say one, two, three, I want you to say, God, give me self-control. One, two, three. God... Give me self-control. Let's say it again. God, give me self-control. That's going to help us this week in all disciplines of life. Number two, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. Remember, he'll give it to us liberally, not a little bit, 
He'll pour it out on you and I. And the wisdom will lead us into places of grace and mercy so our life can be filled, spirit, soul, and body with treasures. And then lastly, and the most important, where everything comes from, God, give me the hunger for you and your word. God, give me the hunger for you and your word. Father, we just thank you today for your word. I thank you the answers to life are in this book. And Father, I thank you you're moving us from a religious look at things to a relationship. And Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful because you're with us constantly. You're willing to talk to us constantly. You want to lead us and guide us. And I just declare over this body of believers this morning that this is going to be a week that blesses and turns around situations. And Father, as we celebrate the fifth Sunday and our children here and celebrating that we have an opportunity to pour into our children, download, display, and lead them with godly wisdom that they'll grow up knowing that the answer is always in God, in his wisdom, in his